Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Amy Steyer, an executive business coach working with McLean International. Amy is a gifted coach whose holistic understanding of management and business education brings a whole new level of versatility to McLean. Amy also has a strong background in real estate, which included working closely with renowned real estate coach Howard Brinton during his star power days. She's the founder of the Real Estate Masters Guild, a training, coaching, and networking agency where panels of top-producing agents and success-minded brokers team up to learn from each other. Amy joins us today to talk about the history of real estate coaching and to help us understand where this profession came from and how it's helped so many agents across the country. Now, let's welcome Amy to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Amy, thank you very much for being my co-host today, and I'm thrilled to have you on our radio show. And listeners, Amy's, I would say, one of the good guys. Julie and I have known her for virtually our entire real estate careers, um, and I think you guys are going to learn a lot from listening to what she has to say. And, you know, I was going to ask Amy, Amy, did you write your introduction, or did we write that? You guys wrote it. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, that, I was going to say, that's not even close to coming, uh, really, frankly, giving you the credit for your background in this industry. So let's bring out, uh, well. because really, well, but, you know, all, humility aside, I mean, your contributions to this industry have, you know, they go back decades and they work with, you know, it, your your involvement with Howard Britton, but also you were really on the ground floor as the coaching industry, as it's become known in our in the real estate industry, has really you know flourished. So I'm really really looking forward to helping uh, our listeners understand really the difference between coaching and training, and also a little bit of the history. And then let's really drill down on how agents can go about choosing a coach, what questions and things like that they need to uh, be asking. Listeners, I want you to all be very very clear: we're not going to be pitching anything or selling anything. This is 100 percent. Uh, an open, um, no-holds-barred conversation between Amy and I. We do have some questions that we've prepared ahead of time, but as I was warning Amy, very rarely do we stick to our questions because we often go on a tangent uh, just dependent on the conversation. So, Amy, let's just jump right in. I mean, you're currently working as an executive business coach. Can you tell us about uh, your current role? Sure. Um, My focus as a coach and and really our focus at McLean International is on – Um, looking at the whole picture of somebody's business, identifying what's working, finding the gaps, and helping to put together a plan and then hold the personal accountable to that plan to move the business forward. Now, I've said business like three times, and I don't want to discount the fact that, and you used the word in the intro, I think, holistic. You know, some people find that to be a very airy-fairy word, but if you take it for its true intention, it's about looking at the whole picture. And you and I both know, Tim, that uh, business cannot be entirely separated from um, life and personal. And so, you know, part of being a good coach is being able to support people, not just with their business, but how they balance what they want for life 
in with that business. Well, exactly. And that really is the gist of the difference between coaching and training. So you're kind of skipping ahead like six questions. I mean, but at the end of the day, (laughs) you know, you're right. Holistic is, but holistic is probably the best word to describe the approach that a proper, you know, that a real coaching truly is. It's taking in in consideration, obviously, the the business goals that someone has. Um, But oftentimes, Amy, just the strict business coaching aspect that's, you know, the lack of knowledge and then wanting to hone down on skills and all, you know, presentations and business organization and scaling your business and all that good stuff. If we're being honest, that stuff's kind of black and white. The things that hold folks back, agents in particular, really any small business owner back, isn't generally the how-tos because there's lots written on that, lots of great books, lots of things you can read, lots of all that. It's what goes on between their ears that is uh, holding people back. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You hit the nail on the head. We all innately know what to do. Um, And, you know, real estate versus any other business, business is business. You know you need to have a business plan. You know you need to have specific goals set. You've got to have marketing in place. You've got to do all these things. Um, And you're right, you can pick up any resource to read about that or hire any trainer or go to any seminar. But at the end of the day, why is it that some people do things and succeed, and other people don't get anything done. That's a very well, individualized response. We all have a different reason for why we do or do not do something. And in my world and in our world, a, a, a true coach is going to help you uncover what's getting in your way and what's holding you back so that you can address it and deal with it and move beyond it. You know, um, when I first went through training, and I know we're going to talk about this later, but it's what's top of mind for me right now, so that's what I'm going to talk about. Uh, I went to coaching school with a lot of professionals from other industries, including psychiatrists and therapists and counselors, and they were trained up in a method that dealt with having people analyze and focus on their past. It didn't get them into forward progress. So all this time, you know, we've heard the phrase paralysis by analysis. Well, that kind of ties in directly to you as a person and not just looking at numbers or analyzing a business. If you spend all your time looking in the past and blaming what's already happened in your life for your present circumstances and you don't take ownership of where you're at and make a choice to have it be different, just stay right where you are. I love and this topic. And so that's why. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's let's let, but Amy, let's talk about um, let's talk about specifics, right? So let's keep it as practical as possible. You have a huge sure. amount of experience coaching agents and small business people. I mean, you know, you're without a doubt one of our most respected allies in the coaching world. So what is Thank it you, you. Specific, What are the specific things that you find that hold people back? And let's just for the sake of our hundred thousand listeners this month, which is pretty awesome. But what are the? They're all most of them are you know agents, brokers, MLSs, and things of that nature. And these agents are all saying, okay, I can relate to what Amy's saying. I can I understand. You know that there are some things holding me back. I mean, I've got the tools necessary to move forward. But for there, there's, you know, share with the listeners what you have discovered to be the more common reasons that agents hold themselves back, and then how we can help them move beyond that. Well, I think one of the biggest ones is lack of willingness to develop a discipline. And what I mean by that is. You you know you need to make prospecting calls. You know you need to schedule time to work on your business, but you let the business run you instead of you taking control 
of how you run the business. And so I I know this that you've walked through this scenario with probably hundreds of clients. What do you do when you wake up in the morning? For most people, they grab the phone from the bedside table. They turn the computer on. They get right on their email. They go straight into the chaos of reaction and don't start with a mindset or a planning mentality um, to do important things first. And you and I both know, you know, the volume of emails we're all getting on a daily basis. You get two, three, four hundred emails a day. You could easily drop half your day just trying to stay caught up with your email. And it's a shift in belief system that it's okay to put yourself first. Because the reason we're driven by our phone and and by our email is because we're so afraid something's going to happen that requires our immediate attention and someone's going to get upset and we're going to lose a deal because of that. Well, at the risk of using a really old, old um, reference, anytime we board a plane, they tell us to put our own mask on first in the case of an emergency. So what are you doing to put your own mask on first? How are you taking care of yourself before you're taking care of everybody else? If you're starting your day with four cups of coffee while you uh, pour over your email on your laptop and you're nodding at your kids as they walk out the door or, you know, you're hoping to hurry up and get a shower in and get over to the office um, so you're not late for your first meeting of the day, you're never establishing mindset. You're never saying to yourself, I'm important. My well-being is important. My attitude is important. And you're just running into the day. And by the time you hit the end of the day, you're busy. You've been busy and you're exhausted, but you don't feel like you accomplished anything. And the to-do list just gets longer that way. A great book, guys. All of you guys should read this book. is a, a book called The Miracle Morning, and we're working on having that author as uh, one of our upcoming uh, co-hosts and guests on the radio show. But what Amy's talking about is so critical that you guys embrace that. We started, and we've been using The Miracle Morning as a, you know, sort of a suggestion for a lot of our uh, coaching clients for years. And the reaction that folks have when they're ready for the message, when they're ready to embrace what Amy's saying. It's pretty profound. I mean, you know, those, those are really – and, you know, Amy, it's funny, too. Uh, we call it a media-free morning, right? So no media, including email in the morning. And then if you can, you know, make that into a media-free life, uh, that's pretty interesting. I'm sure you've had your, your clients do the same thing where they just sort of unplug from all forms of media. And how quick that has a profoundly positive impact on people's lives when they turn off CNN, when they turn off Fox, when they, you know, when they stop ingesting all the negativity um, – then all of a sudden they do start finding themselves having a lot more time to focus on what matters most to them. Well, you know, Amy, one of the people I think in both of our lives that was influential on sort of, um, and I think I'll, I'll just say it as I'm thinking it, a spiritual, if not, you know, certainly a business and financial awakening, awakening was Howard Brenton. And uh, hmm. you worked, you worked at, in a, uh, a leadership role in Howard's company for a number of years. You know, it, you and I started a conversation recently about Howard's impact on the coaching industry. And you had a whole bunch of information that, frankly, I didn't know about. So without us really, I mean, dropping names or, you know, making this sound like, you know, anything it isn't other than our uh, sincere hope to help agents learn about what coaching is and what coaching isn't, can you let them know a little bit about Howard for those that don't remember Howard or ever had the opportunity to meet him? 
Wow. Uh, sure. <laughs> and I just think, gosh, if you've never if you never met Howard Brinton um, before he passed away, what a sad thing. <laughs> um, you know, I think back to the first time I met Howard Tim, which is before I was working for him. Uh, I was working for an agent in Indiana, and she took me with her um, to a conference. And I thought, well, this guy is the definition of larger than life. He was wildly entertaining. That was one part of it. But he was also so authentic and sincere and this concept of bringing best practices from best agents all over North America to an audience. It wasn't about him. It was the first time I'd seen a speaker where it wasn't about the speaker. It wasn't I, I, me. It was this person in North Carolina is doing this and getting these results. And this person in Calgary is doing this and getting these results. And this person over here, I thought, this is genius. Why isn't every industry doing this? Go find the successful people, figure out what they're doing, and then emulate that and figure out how to make it work in your market. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but Howard is a man beyond that. Um, there, you know, there are rare instances in your lifetime where you meet someone and you think there's no other person walking this planet who is remotely like this person. And Howard was one of those guys. I mean, he could get away with saying stuff on stage that none of us could ever pull off. <laughs> it, it was shocking to me. And, and he endeared himself to people because he was willing to be vulnerable, because he, because he was willing to share the truth, um, and because he was willing to put other people in the spotlight. Now, don't get me wrong, we both know Howard loved an audience, but it, it never really was about him. It was about the, the producers that he had interviewed, and that was, that was just amazing. That absence of ego um, was what was, I think, the, the profound thing about Howard. His ability when and, – and I, know, I realize that I, I hope and pray that all of you guys will you know, go to YouTube and research Howard and watch some of his videos and – you know, because he, Amy, when you're around him, he had like that um, that quality that you hear people using to describe some of the, you know, the, you know, the whole story about he walked into the room and he had this light and everyone was just attracted to him. And you try to sort yeah. of like wonder about what was that quality? And the essence of that quality is lack of ego and someone with that when you're with them and you're talking to them you get the sense that they're sincerely listening to you and they're asking yeah. questions. And Amy, that's what made Howard such a great coach. I mean, he had the very DNA of a coach. That's really what he was at the core. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny, Tim. People used to always ask me, is Howard, is he like that back at the office? He can't possibly be like that all the time. I'm like, guys, what you see is who he is. <laughs> that is Howard. Um you know, always looking to to lift people up and um, challenge people to to be more than they thought they were capable of being, and ask the tough questions. What he represented, Amy, was forward thinking beyond I think what any of us recognized at the time: the absence of ego, the concentration on basically being of service to other people, the sincere mm -hmm. intent of helping people, and understanding that. 
with your helping other people accomplish their goals, you'll accomplish your your goals. That mindset, yeah. I think, of service is beginning to really uh, spread throughout our society. It's no longer and, – and you guys, you can kind of see it. I mean, when you're listening to somebody talk on stage, uh, especially in the coaching and training realm, and it's all about them, it's all ego, that has become to a lot of people very repulsive. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I hope that shift continues because the reality of it is, is this is a, this industry is a blessing and that it does put you in a position where you can be of service to a lot of people. And in doing so, when you do a great job for those folks, you really can design the life of your dreams. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, when I, is, what, what comes to mind? You must be, your mind's probably sparking off like mine is right now thinking about Howard. So maybe <laughs> we should shift and talk about something else because we're going to start getting more sentimental. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We could be storytelling for the rest of the hour. You know, what comes up for me, though, Tim, is I I start thinking about um, when coaching first came into the industry and when Howard got into coaching, you know, when you if you stopped 20 people on the street and asked them to define what coaching meant to them, I guarantee you, you'd get 20 very different responses. And when coaching first showed up in the real estate industry, um, by what I would define coaching as and what we, many of us in the profession um, of coaching, not necessarily specific to real estate, what we understand it to be, this inside-out approach to change and growth and evolution, that's not what the real estate industry was met with, what was being called coaching back in the late 80s and early 90s for the most part was just another form of training. It was instructional coaching, if you will. Um, you know, specific tasks, these are the things to do, and then maybe, if you're lucky, some accountability went along with that in terms of, okay, so between now and next call, make a, make 100 calls. And then the next week, did you make your 100 calls? No? Well, why not? Write a check to your biggest competitor. (laughs) Is that solving anything? Is that finding out what got in the way of that person making the calls? They've got to work through whatever fear or terror barriers um, that they have that are preventing them from doing what they need to do. And maybe calling isn't the right thing for them. But you and I both know when coaching showed up, it wasn't about that. And so when we started looking at the star power enter into this arena because the um, members of the network were asking about it, what is it really? And so um, Howard's wife, Barbara, did a ton of research, and we found two organizations that had really top-notch training programs for people to become business coaches, Um, the first of which already had a signed agreement with someone in the real estate industry that their forms and um, tools couldn't be used by anyone else in the real estate industry. So, okay, we can't go there. Um, Unfortunately, that organization wasn't even using the stuff that they'd been taught, but what are you going to do? So we found a school out of Seattle, and both Howard and I went through a full one-year certification program. We were at four live classes up there and then did a six-month intensive where we were coaching, being coached, and and evaluating other coaching 
every single week for six months. And it was, it opened up a door to a world I didn't know existed. And I, I think Howard would tell you the same thing if you were here today. And so we came back into the real estate industry and launched this very purest form of coaching. And we had to kind of dial it back and say, okay, these guys need a blend. They need the coaching, yes, to do the work from the inside out. And they also need consulting, which is frankly what a lot of coaches out there are offering. Here are some different ways of doing things. Here are some suggestions to help move you forward. And that's where the program really took off, when people could get the best of both worlds. Well, which, so let's be honest. I, Amy, let's, let's be honest. It's a hell of a lot easier to do training and consulting uh, than it oh, is yeah. coaching. I mean, it, training um, and consulting, is, it, that's, what, that's what most people think is coaching. So most people listening to this radio show right now uh, have never really truly been coached before. They've had somebody that's called themselves a coach, but they'll find, and, you know, I'll show, we get, you know, obviously a lot of folks that are asking us about our coaching programs and all that good stuff. But one of the things I hear routinely, and I'm sure you run across this as well, are people that have been in coaching programs before, and then you start talking to them and telling them about, you know, okay, so what progress did you make? What, you know, it's like, well, I learned this and I learned that, but I didn't really change. I didn't really have some sort of breakthrough. I, I'm still having this sort of mooring line to, you know, steal a line from Fred Gross and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, is that until they work through those issues, they might have a little, it's like going to a, uh, it's like going to a motivational seminar, right? You feel pumped up for like a day and then you go back right to where you were. The coaches, yeah. a good coach is going to help you work through that. So you actually change your behavior and you can kind of load in a whole new operating system. I think that's what Amy's describing, right? Well, there's the big ticket, change of behavior. <laughs> Most quote-unquote coaches don't know how to facilitate a change in behavior. They only know how to give you tasks and hold you accountable to tasks. Well, frankly, you can find a peer in your office to do that, um, at least the accountability portion, and you can get the ideas from a multitude of sources, as we already talked about. So I think for, for the individuals listening, it's determining what your true need is. Is it really that you don't know what to do? Is it that you don't know how to do it? Or is it that you have all these tools and you're not using them to the potential that you have to use them? Now we've got to have a discovery process. Like we all know we should eat right, exercise, get enough sleep, drink enough water. Those are like the four pillar pieces, right? How many of us are doing all four of those things consistently every day? A lot of people are not. So why not? What's getting in your way? What's preventing you from taking the step? When, you, when your logical brain knows these are good and valuable and important things to do, what's, what's standing in the way of you doing them? So let's, let's give some folks some practical information. We have a half-hour radio show. I think we've given them a good overview. So, if, uh-huh. Amy, in your opinion, when, someone's look, when they're interviewing, like trying to determine who they should hire as a coach, um, this is the only shameless plug in the whole radio show, guys, I promise. Comparacoach.com, we put up 20 questions that all of you should be using when you're considering hiring a coach. So there's that. So go to Comparacoach.com. But that aside, Amy, what are the questions that an agent or anyone else that's considering hiring um, a business coach uh, in particular, what questions should they be asking? What should they look for? Okay, so 
I love that you asked me this question. You don't even know this, but about once a quarter I do a webinar just to help people through this process because there's so many options out there. They don't have a clue. So first of all, what are you after? Are you after instruction? Are you after accountability? Are you after mentoring? And for those of you who don't, you know, we talked about instruction. That's just training. Accountability is you set your goals and somebody holds you accountable to what you set. Mentoring is someone coming in and saying, well, here's how I did it. Just do what I did and you'll be successful. So those are all opportunities. Those are all different kinds of coaching that you can go after. You can do group coaching. Um, frankly, there's there's a guy um, who's do, been doing group coaching for a while that has several hundred people on a call. So there's not ever going to be an opportunity for you to ask a question or for you to get individual help. So that might not be the way you want to go. If, if you just want to listen in, um, which is more like a lecture, then that's fine. Um, the top two, uh, consulting and consultative coaching, um, an empowerment model that helps you. That's, I think, where most people truly are at if they dig down deep and figure out what it is that they want. They're either after consulting, which is someone to come in, look at what they're doing, evaluate it, find where the gaps are, and help them create a plan to go forward and fix what's broken. And then the empowerment coaching is to really get into partnership with someone who can brainstorm with you, give you support, and give you insight to what's getting in your way. So if I were interviewing coaches today, and I tell people this all the time, you need to find somebody, first of all, that you can connect with. Um, do they seem genuinely um, engaged in what you're talking about? Do they have an understanding of what you're going through? Um, do they have experience? Are they cutting their teeth on you because they've gotten bored with another profession? <laughs> Uh, let's face it, people are flooding into coaching, and part of that was because of the economy downturn. People started looking at alternate professions, and a lot of people flooded into coaching because of that. Um, what sort of training do they take on to be a better coach? Do they have a coach themselves? I personally wouldn't hire a coach that isn't being coached because to me that says you believe so much in the value of coaching that you get it for yourself too. Um, what did they do before they started coaching? Is that experience something that will benefit you? Um, do they have areas of specialty that they focused on? How long have they been coaching? Um, do they have clients you can actually get on the phone with and talk to as opposed to just printed testimonials to look at somewhere? And what are they doing for ongoing education? How are they staying on top of their game? Those are great questions. Um, Amy, is everyone coachable? I mean, have you ever had someone that thinks they want to coach, and then you kind of get the sense that, you know, maybe for some reason they don't seem like they're quite ready to hire a coach? That's a question that it's hard to answer, I know, so that's the reason I gave it to you. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Okay. Go for it. Um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Um, I believe – some people are not coachable. And I want to offer the caveat that that is far fewer people than think they are uncoachable. I can't tell you, and I'm sure this has happened to you, Tim, how many people have said, well, I've been told I'm uncoachable or I'm not sure I'm coachable. I hear it 
too many times. And the reality is the vast majority of people are coachable. And the entire time I've been coaching, which is going on 14 years now as formally as a coach, I've only had two people in that entire time who I would define as uncoachable. And both of them had reached a point where they, they knew what they needed to do. Um, they hired a coach but then weren't willing to, to, do, to make commitments or to do the things that they did commit to. And so it was a waste of that person's time as well as the coach's time to even be in a coaching relationship. Maybe they'll reach a point in their lives later on where they're ready for that. But I think more often than not, when someone says, I'm not coachable, it simply means to me they haven't found the right coach or the right Amy, type what, of coaching. Amy, what's your definition of success? <laughs> uh, that's a highly individualized question. I think it's different for every single person. What I believe is is the definition of success is going to be different than what you say and anybody listening to this uh, radio show. It's true. Um, do you believe in balance? Can somebody truly have balance in their life? You know, I'm, i got to give props to Allison Simpson, who's in Dillon, Colorado, for saying one time it's more like um, catching a wave and surfing than it is balance. Um, balance infers that there's an equal amount of weight on both sides of a scale, and um, what one person would say is imbalance could be completely out to another person. If I love what I do, I don't see a problem with communicating with a client at 9 o'clock at night if that's what I want to do. To me, that doesn't say I'm out of balance. It says I'm in control of my choices. So I think it's so relative as to not even be able to put that. My, my balance, your balance, anybody balance, it's a different thing for every person. Amy, one of the I biggest when, blessings, yeah, one of the biggest blessings that Julie and I had early on in our careers is obviously crossing paths with Howard and, you know, meeting you and then certainly getting to know all the stars, many of which we're still friends with. Um, and, you know, Again, if you guys aren't familiar who the stars were, uh, or are rather, it's, it's in its day, Amy, um, it was probably the, I'd say, the most elite group that you could belong to in the real estate industry. It was invitation only. It was a big deal to have your star of the month interview. I mean, you were a part of this really special group, and then um, you know, Star Power would do these conferences just for the stars. You'd be in this room, and you'd be you know rubbing shoulders with literally people that you didn't even know existed <laughs> in terms of people yeah. making money in real estate. I mean, there were people there, I mean, Amy, that are flying with their jets. There, I mean, these, this, this so, group was, a, yeah. Yeah, look at it. Definition of success. You walk into that room full of people, you could not judge by the way they looked, nope. how tall or short they were, thin or fat they were, where they came from. Each one of them had reached a level of success that was completely unique. And that was one of the things I always loved about Star Power is that so, so many people were proving that it could be done different ways, that you could be successful in this business and still be who you are, that you didn't have to sacrifice your identity, you didn't have to sacrifice your chosen schedule, um, you didn't have to sacrifice anything to be successful in real estate. What you had to do was embrace choices and be convicted about your path, 
you know, you can be closed on Sundays. You cannot work evenings or weekends. That's your choice. And how you communicate it to your public will determine how successful you are at achieving it. There's no predefined have-tos in real estate other than the documents you have to complete according to your state. You can create this business exactly the way that you want to create it if you believe well, with, that. But with that said, there are – and this is, the, and this is my second-to-last question I have for you. With that said, uh, the stars, top-producing people, successful people in life do share similarities. They do have similar traits. They have learned and practiced um, similar things. What are the top, yes. like maybe a couple of things, two, three things that come to mind that if you were to interview anybody, you just assume they had that quality and sure enough, you'd find it? Uh, anybody anybody at the top of their game. Sorry. But they're not only willing but committed to working on the business and not just in it, mm-hmm. that they take, they, they take an outside look at their business and make that a priority, um, that they work on their mind, that they work on their thinking and staying in a positive space and they proactively seek out ways to correct it when it slips. You know, we, we've lost a couple of really cherished people in, in the last several years because they stopped reaching out. And, and this group was never afraid to reach out, to share their vulnerabilities and to ask for advice. And they all all of that group were convinced that there was no perfect, that they could keep striving for more than, than they had reached, whether that was production, whether, whether that was quality of life, um, different for every person, but they all had a persistent belief that they could be better. Yeah, I think that's well stated, and that's definitely true. You know, and, and there are those – it's this ever – Ever present, ever present, wanting to learn, wanting to improve. There, mm-hmm. when you were in the, you, there certainly were some massive egos in that group for sure. But you know what? They still had in that environment. They still were willing to share. And the little, you know, it's the whole pebble in the pond, you know, analogy where the little thoughts that they had planted in all of our heads, they've germinated and you know really caused people to have incredible lives in many cases. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. guys, the fact is. At the end of the day, this is a blessed industry. It just is. You're doing something that you have the you know the capability and the capacity, especially in this ever improving real estate market. You know, you guys have the tools at your fingertips, and with the right path to follow, there is nothing that you can't accomplish um, in this life. As a result, I would say, uh, from the people helping income producing potential of the real estate industry, Amy, specific. Uh, question that I should have asked you that I didn't. Anything that comes to mind? Anything you'd like to say that I should have brought up? I I don't know that there is, Tim. You know, we could talk for hours and days. Uh, I think what's important is for the people listening um, to know that there's an opportunity to be exposed to real coaching and get out there and find someone who will truly partner with you to get where you want to go. And you'll know it when you feel it, and you'll be grateful for the rest of your life that you found it. So yeah. if you're feeling like what you're doing right now isn't working, go try something else. Go find someone different. You know, right. I, I had some, uh, I was it's a real say, quick 
<laughs> Sorry, there's a delay on our phone, guys, in case you're hearing that. Well, Amy, it's, it's what Charles Schwab says, right? When the going gets tough, the smart leave. And, and the, yeah. the, willingness to, the willingness to admit the fact that the path that you're on isn't necessarily the path that's going to get you to where you want to go, that's hard. But people that are ready to be coached have sort of at least opened the door to the thought that they need some outside influence to get them back on the path. And, Amy, I can't think of anybody better you know, than you. I mean, you, you really are a light in the industry. You always have been. I'm sure you always will be. So for our listeners wanting to reach out to you, wanting uh, to connect with you, um, I, I'll, I'm asking, I'll ask you to leave your uh, – obviously give us some your, your email and whatnot. But, guys, to make it easier on you, in the show description. So, Amy, here's how it's going to work. We're going to have 99,000 um, folks listen in replay, and we'll have, like, you know, one – maybe eight people listen live. <laughs> That's how it always works. <laughs> So, so what we do is, yeah, we're going to embed the um, links to Amy in the show description. So whether you're on your mobile device, on your desktop, or whatnot, just click the link and you can connect directly with Amy. But for those of uh, you know, Amy, how about your email address and however else you want these guys to communicate with you? Okay, Uh, best email is Amy A M Y at McLean International. McLean is spelled M C L E A N international.com. The phone number is 888-572-TEAM. For those of you who no longer have letters by the numbers on your phones, that's 8326. So 888-572-8326. That's right. And Amy, I think you'll join me in dedicating today's show to Howard. Absolutely. Tim, I really appreciate you reaching out to me for this. It's it's an honor. Oh, I appreciate it. Amy, I really appreciate I sincerely appreciate you and I appreciate your contribution to the industry and how you continue to do so. So guys, there's Amy. She's one of our favorite people in the real estate business. If uh you know, reach out to her, ask her questions. Um and uh thanks for listening. We'll talk with everybody on Monday. Everyone have a wonderful <laughs> weekend. <laughs> and we'll talk with all thanks, of you on Tim. Monday. And thanks, Amy. Have a great great weekend. You do the same. Bye. Bye. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.